Mess It Up podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's Biker Chick and the Bowtie Guy. Christina. Paul. Guess what? What? This is the last show of our first year. Come on. That's Are you fantastic. kidding me right now? Yeah. It's amazing. That's great. We've been doing this for almost an entire year. I can't believe it. It is I just excited. Yeah. So next week is our anniversary show. So stay tuned for that. And make sure you tell everybody to listen to the anniversary show because we're going to just really bring something great, I'm sure. Yes. I have no idea what it's going to be yet. Nope. But, but we're going to do it. And uh, this week... We're seeing each other. Christine and I just didn't record an entire show because uh, we were just, it was get to know you week again because I've been gone for a week and um, I don't know. It's weird. Sometimes Christine and I go for almost a week without seeing each other, but because I was out of the state, it feels farther apart and right. we had more stories to tell. Right. Uh, so it was really fantastic. But I guess what I'm trying to say after 56 seconds is welcome to the Mess It Up podcast. I am the Bowtie Guy. And I am the Biker Chick. And we are here to help take messes and turn them into messages. And we can't do that without you. Well, I guess we could, but it's just crazy people talking in a studio that's actually a dining room table. And, uh, you know, you're, you, you listeners are the ones who make this work by spreading the news and sharing it with people and letting other people hear those stories. Because quite honestly, Christina and I have made mistakes. Yeah. In our lives. Uh And if we don't share those mistakes with you, if we don't allow other people to learn from our mistakes, what a waste. Yeah. It was just wasted mistake. And I don't want to be a wasted mistake anymore. No. I want to be a purposeful mistake. (laughs) A good mistake. A good mistake. I want to be an on purpose mistake. A redeemed mistake. A redeemed mistake. Yes. 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 So uh, that's why we're here. That's what we're here to do. And hopefully you get something from this beyond just uh, keeping yourself awake in the car. But if that's all you get, amen. We're glad to be here for you. My mic is like an inch away from my mouth. It's super awkward. Just so you guys know. Yeah. Well, all up in my mic. If I seem close, it's because I am. Yes. I, uh, I moved it on her. And she, she tolerated it. I did. I don't know if you guys, raise your hands right now. If you know Christina, raise your hand. The people who don't have, look around, if people who don't have their hands up, those are the people who don't know Christina. She is not one who loves people to change stuff up on her. (laughs) (laughs) And so I try not to change stuff up on her. Uh, But every once in a while, I'm a person who's, uh, I believe it's a control freak is the word. And, and why does Paul not want to change things on Christina? Because it doesn't go well. What? It makes codependent people feel completely, completely horrible. He made me cry. I did. <laughs> Do you want to tell him the story or you want to leave it, uh, leave it a mystery? We'll leave it a mystery for now. Right, That'll be yeah. a nugget for later. Oh, maybe for the anniversary show. There you go. Yeah. How Ooh, did Paul make yeah, me cry? Yeah, we, we can have a show sometime, make Christina cry, and then we'll have another show, make Paul cry. Right. And, and we'll just work on each other, try to make each other cry. Sounds good. Ah, that's beautiful. If you want to make me cry, one of the surest ways to do it, take me to the movies. I cry. It's so Are you much a sappy sap? I am a uh, just Mr. Leaky Eyes guy. I cry at... Uh, I one time caught myself going, ah! 
in the movie theater. I was like, did that noise just come out of your mouth? Because it was just like, it was so touching. And it's not, it's not the sad stuff that necessarily gets me. Like, yeah, yeah. a person passed away. It's the poignancy of mm-hmm. stuff. It's the relationship stuff that will get me, especially between parents and kids. Yeah. It's or restored relationship. It just, yeah, I am a blubbering mess. Well, I found out that weddings make me cry. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Before they even start, like as they crack open the doors, I'm going, <laughs> it's crazy. I really? went to a, yes, I went to a beautiful wedding yesterday. It was just absolutely gorgeous. And from the moment the groom opened the door with his mom, I was just like, <laughs> yeah. And then of course my daughter got married last month and I was just a, a disaster from the moment that, you know, I saw her dress from the moment, everything. It was just, yeah. I lose it. When, when I was, um, my, my middle daughter got married in a wedding that was, uh, everybody take your phone right now and hold it sideways like your TV. So that was the way the, the church was, it was wide and short. Mm -hmm. And so we walked down the short part of your phone and then I'm like, that's it. I'm done now. This is it. I, I, I did not have a chance to stop crying. And I knew I had to get up and like read, uh, the love chapter from first Corinthians, the whole thing. So I'm trying to keep it together. It was tough. So my youngest daughter, when she got married, bless her heart, take your phone now, turn it the other way. She went the long way outdoor wedding. We had a long walk to do. And thank you, Jesus outdoor wedding. There was rain. So you know, and I'm not worried too much about crying, right. but it allowed it so I could just, I didn't have to try to fight it back and, you know, yeah. look like the tough guy dad. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a crier. And yeah. then I made her cry when we were dancing. She's like, pop, if you talk to me when we're dancing, I'm going to cry. And I said, you know me, sweet. Mm-hmm. We're both going to cry. So we just stood there and hugged and turned and cried. Nice. It was great. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Weddings are beautiful. They are. I love the, the, the joining together and just the. Mm-hmm. The, the thing that I, I look at at weddings is like, I try to remember that day and I try to remind people when they're struggling, remember that day when that person, you saw them, either you were walking down the aisle to them or they were walking down the aisle to you and you saw them and it took your breath away and you cried just because you saw the person you loved so much. So were there more bikers at my wedding mm-hmm. than any other wedding you've ever attended? It was, it was my first biker wedding. <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. Yeah. It was fantastic. And here's the thing. Some of them were sappy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It they, was great. They're real life people under yeah. all that leather. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, but I, I, I work with, you know, dealing with recovery, we work mm-hmm. with people who are in crisis relationally a lot of times. Right. And I try to remind them that remember that was the person that on that day, that was just like, I mean, I remember Bev walking in mm-hmm. the door and I'm just like, okay, here come those tears again. See, just- my husband did not cry when I was coming out. My husband is not a crier yeah. over anything though. Mm. But yeah, every wedding I've been to, every guy is teared up except my husband. Hmm. I'm, I'm just kidding. It didn't bother me at all. I'm a sappy guy. Yeah. yeah. I-, I I knew that was... When my husband said, wow, I actually listened when the pastor was marrying us. He's like, that's the first time I've ever listened to my own wedding. I knew it meant something. Nice. (laughs) Nice. You know, uh, speaking of your wedding, Uh 
we were at you have the, a video for uh, the me? Mercy Me concert on Friday. And uh, Bart from Mercy Me mm-hmm. looks a lot like James. They have the same smile oh, and, nice. in their voice. I just I, I leaned over to Bev and I was like, Bev, it's Pastor James up there. She's like, oh my gosh, yes, it is. Pastor James is the best. He is pretty root and tootin' he cool. He is the best. Yeah. So anyhow, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Do we want to start this podcast? Guess, We're just reminiscing we, on love and yeah, life. We, we and, didn't get to wow. get all of our pre-talk out before no, we started the show. Don't we have a wow moment? We do. You know what we have, though? What? We have a word of the week. And the word of the week. Isn't that the wow? Oh, <laughs> wow. Yes, it is. Word of the week. Wow. Oh, my gosh. And that was my clever idea. I remember driving down the road. When we were planning this thing a year ago, I would drive down the road and I would get ideas when I was driving. And all of a sudden, it would just be like, okay, here's the idea that you're going to uh, do. And I'd be texting him to Christian like, oh, that's a great idea. So it was the big wow, the big word of the week. And um, so our big word of the week this week is, and I love this one, skullduggery. Yeah. And skullduggery is uh being sneaky um it's uh i don't know that word just i was listening to a podcast and they were talking about skullduggery in the watergate uh break-in and i was just like that's a great word so i put it in my list of words of the week um so yeah skullduggery so you have fun using that one in real life well you know it might take a little skullduggery but i'm sure you can do it you get bonus points for using it. And I want to tell you, do you want to hear a story about bonus points? No. But Are we're going to hear it anyway. anyway? <laughs> <laughs> so I do prison ministry. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm working with inmates who are, uh, you know, adult males. I give them bonus points in prison. And they want them. They ask, they're like, hey, uh, what do I get? Oh, I got bonus points. And there's, there's a couple guys that really, really get a kick out of the bonus points. And I had one guy ask me, well, what are the bonus points for? And so I gave my standard answer. I said, well, I guess if you need to know, you don't need your bonus. Or if you need to ask that question. No. If you don't know the answer, you probably don't need those bonus points. He said, no, I guess not. And I was like, all right, well, whatever. And I gave his bonus points to somebody else. And he tried to act like it didn't bother him. But you could see on his face a little tiny bit. It did. You're so silly. Yeah. So, so silly. I told him, keep them and, you know, just let the parole board know. I got this many bonus points in prison fellowship. Right. That'll work. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, bonus points are great. So. So. Um, what do we got going on today? So much stuff. So much stuff. I love what you had brought up earlier. Uh, we were at the Mercy Me concert. Uh-huh. And uh, Micah Tyler opened up for Mercy Me. And I didn't know he was going to be opening up. I knew it was going to be Crowder and Mercy Me. But Micah Tyler is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Really amusing. Great personality. Just is a lot of fun. I highly recommend going to see him. But he was talking about um, having problems. And it was this was before he did the song um, Different, which we've featured as a song of the week uh, way back uh, on it's the on show. It's on my playlist. Yeah. And um, it was on show 16 back in July, the end of July last year. Um, So he's introducing the song and he says, 
you know, we make these prayers like, please change this, please change, you know, make this situation, give me the better job, you know, to heal my cancer. His brother had been dealing, he got diagnosed last year with stage four colon cancer mm-hmm. and has been uh, declared cancer free nice. uh, very recently. Fantastic. But he said, you know, you pray these prayers, but he said the prayer that's important is that second prayer. And he says that the second prayer is, if you won't heal me or change the world around me, change something inside me so that I can handle the things that are happening right now. And I just thought, wow, wow. That's, that's a daring prayer to me, to me personally. Yeah. It's, it's bold because I don't want to have to. I don't want to have to go through it. I want God to get me out of it so frequently. And a lot of times I don't want the strength to make it through something. I want the something to be gone. And I want to just be able to survive at the strength level where I am Hmm. because, um, I get scared Hmm. and that is just, it's that enemy talking into my ear. You're not good enough. You won't be able to do, you can't do this. And, um, so that to me is a, a completely bold prayer that I can sometimes manage. Mm-hmm. Most of the times I can manage, but there's times where I haven't been able to manage that prayer. And there's times now I'm sure that I would still butt up against something where I might not be able to make that prayer. I hmm. might just keep praying the first one, change the situation, God. But it's so much more important for him to change me. Right. Um, so so that really struck me. Yeah. I loved when you explained this whole thing to me earlier. And the first thing I thought of was my own situation in life, right? How how that applies to me. And at first I was like, no, you know, I'm, I'm always open to change. And then when I start to look at it, it's like, man, I do ask God to change a lot of things before it's me that he changes. And, you know, one of the examples is I moved from a city not too far away from where we live now. And I have pastor James was my, my pastor and I grew under him. I was mentored very well at that church very, what I'm used to grace filled, full of love. Um, I just flourished. And then I moved to where I'm at now and went to one church for a little bit. Um, just didn't feel like that's where God was calling me to change to another church that I absolutely feel like I'm, I'm called to that church. God will not let me leave that church under any circumstances. He's like, Nope, Nope, no. And so he's been relentless in keeping me in that situation and wanting me to be a part of that church. And I love the pastor. I love his heart. I love um, his sincerity, his transparency, his vulnerability. Um, He's just a preacher that talks about hell from the pulpit and how people are, you know, damned to hell and uh, it's our job to save them basically. And that's not my cup of tea. That's, there's nothing wrong with that sort of preaching if that's what you like, but I don't, I particularly don't thrive under that sort of preaching. 
I've allowed that one sentence in an entire sermon to keep me away from hearing the rest of the words Mm -hmm. of that entire sermon. And that's not a church issue. That's not a situational issue. That's a heart issue. Right. That's a me thing. Yes. And so I was just like, God, you know, move me to another church, find something to, you know, and knowing that I love the family there, I love the, the people that I'm really attached to at that church. There's, you know, just so many people there that I truly love. And so it's been a struggle. And I, at first I was like, God, just show me if there's another place. And there was just like nothing like static. Yeah. Like he <laughs> wasn't even going to give me silence. Yeah. There was a, there was just like, uh, and so I realized in this situation, as we were talking about it, it's so applicable to where I'm at right now with this major decisive, you know, situation in my life that I've wanted God to change everything else around me. You know, God change the, change the pastor who's been doing this for years and years, you know, to where he doesn't say those things to change, you know, change my church, change my whatever, and try to fill it in with another service at, you know, a different day and this and that nothing has worked because there's discontentment in my heart because God has placed me somewhere that he absolutely wants me to be. And so I finally, uh, humbled myself under the weight and pressure of a loving, graceful God, that it's my heart change that needs to happen. And it took a while because at first I was like, oh, there's nothing. I'm pretty. Yeah. Change me. I'm good. But no, no. I I think that's a a thing. And oh my gosh, our time. Um, I'm going to say this and then we'll come back. I get to talk and then it's time out. (laughs) Well, if you, if you wouldn't talk so much, Christina, (laughs) um, I, as you were talking, I was thinking of that old '90s uh, and, and early 2000s, you know, worship chorus. Change my heart, oh God, make it ever true. And it's, it's, you know, we would sing these things. I would sing these things. You know, change my heart. And it sounds like a great idea. It sounds pretty holy mm-hmm. sounds pretty jesus yeah yeah, yeah. That's it. bring it on god you know yeah. maybe put my hands up and sway a little white man sway or whatever close my eyes maybe beat my chest a little bit and say yeah god me change me yeah then walk out get in my car look at the time oh crud am i gonna get time home in time to watch this game or this race or, or do this thing or oh are we gonna beat you know the other church to to lunch and it's all out the window, that whole change thing. It's all right. out the window. And maybe even not that far. Maybe it's even, like you said, that one sentence in the sermon. And I'm like, okay, you lost me. Time out. I'm out of here. I can't, I can't cotton to this. You know, 99% of what you said was good, but I'm going to let this 1% right. stick in my craw yep. and, and hold me up. And yeah, that, that, that desire to change is so critical, mm-hmm. so important. Um, wow. Yeah, this is good stuff. I want to keep talking about it after the break, but we do need to give these people a chance to, uh, run and use the potty or whatever. I think that the, the song of the week here is probably, and this is the, so what <laughs> the song of the week. It was, I was, it was going to be the big, so what, um, kind of fits into this whole idea too. This is a song by Josh Baldwin 
called Stand in Your Love. Mm. And it's talking about wanting to stand in God's love. And I think if I'm standing in God's love, I'm going to be open to that change. And uh, I don't want to talk about the song too much before we play it. So here's Josh Baldwin with Stand in Your Love. And we will be back after this to talk it down. So that song, uh, I heard driving, and I just now think about the fact that I came back from another break. Here's a here's a little game for you to do, people. Go back and listen to all the podcasts, and find the break, and come back in after the song, and then see how many of them Paul comes back after the break with. So, I am willing to bet, this is show number, what are we, 52 this week? Yeah, we're doing... Uh, show number 52 I'm willing to bet that at least 48 of them <laughs> I have come back that way so. and I think that the ones that I didn't are the ones where I forced Christina to come back Probably. in from the break oh my goodness what a what a guy so anyhow uh, I, was, I remember vividly hearing this song driving up to the top of um in your Kern Road there where it hits 14 and I was turning onto the highway and I heard this song and I did the old phone up to the speakers Shazam thing what does this song put it and it's like man I love this song and I was like texted my uh, worship leader Andrew for uh, Celebrate Recovery and said we got to put this in it's just a song that really spoke to me and the thing that that speaks to me is, is fear I have had so much fear in my life and if you just ask me, my knee-jerk reaction would be, no, I don't have fear in my life. I'm not a, a fearful person. I'm, I'm a person who is not afraid. Mm-hmm. And there's so much evidence to prove otherwise that I have a lot of fear in my life over things. And so when I, when I heard this song and it, it says, my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love, and it just repeated that, it just like... I'm not sure you heard it the first time, Paul. Your fear doesn't stand a chance. My fear just doesn't stand a chance. Well, there's a disclaimer on that that starts in the next line. It says, when, 
when I stand in your love, fear doesn't stand a chance. So I think when we're separated and we're not standing on God's in God's love, then fear can absolutely consume and take over. Yeah. And I've I mean, have you are you a person who's had that fearful existence or I was always pretty fearless. Yeah, I mean, because you seem like you wouldn't, but I think a lot of people are probably looking at me wouldn't think that I live in fear. But I think maybe that's the root of my codependency is just the fear of not being liked and a, a, mm-hmm. an afraidness. And um, well, I think fear is the root of a lot of things. You know, with insecurity, it's the fear of not being good enough, the fear of being, you know, just not worthy or whatever it is. I think fear is the root of so much that we don't even notice the direct correlation to some of the issues. I'm better at telling people not to be afraid. I'm better at telling people not to worry. I'm better at telling people that they have so much worth than I am telling myself. Oh, absolutely. I just, I'm not that good at that. And that's, that's my, you know, my karate kid knee. That's, you know, that's where he's going to sweep my knee is, is in my fear and my doubt. Um, and I, I work on that and I try to tell myself the things that I tell other people. Uh, and sometimes I believe it. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, Hey, you shut up. Know it all. Right. Who do you think you are? And I'm like, I'm you. Oh, well. Get out of my head. Well, I live here. And it's degrades from there. But um, I just, I, I, I love that thing. And then for me, the one that really got me in the verse too was shame no longer has a place to hide. And I'm not a captive to the lies. I'm not afraid to leave my past behind. I won't be shaken. I won't be shaken. And this this is a song of declaration for me. This is a song when I sing this, I'm singing a declaration of like, yeah, this is, you get away from me and, and leave me alone. I don't want what you're trying to sell. Right. Dead air. <laughs> trying to sell. A little, bit, little <laughs> like, bit of dead air. Um, I was in the prison this weekend and... We're uh, teaching uh, the, we're we're about to start our fourth step. Mm -hmm. And the guy who was teaching was asking if anybody had done a fourth step previously. And so one guy said, yeah, I've done a, or I'm working on one right now. Because a lot of these guys are in self-recovery, they're in NA, they're in AA, they're in a lot of different groups. And so he said, well, why did you start doing an inventory? Mm -hmm. The guy said, I'm tired of my past being my future. I was like, wow. Yeah, that's a good one. I have let my past be my future and accepted that degraded place, that de-escalated point of living as what I deserve or what I'm fit for. And that's why when you were talking about your pastor saying, you know, we're just all going to hell unless it's like Jesus died for me. He gave me worth. I'm not unworthy. I, I don't have no value. Christ gave me value. 
And I, I need to claim that. I need mm-hmm. to claim that prize. Right. But that doesn't make me valueless if I haven't claimed that prize. Now, will I go to hell if I don't? Yeah, I, Christ is the way to heaven. But I'm, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not down with the whole worms in the dirt, horrible people, you know, except for Christ. I, I'm made in God's image. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, there are a lot of beautiful, wonderful people who are not saved. Right. And, and so... Anyhow. Well, unless you ask, and then some Christians believe that we're all just horrible people. Yes. Right? Yes. The depravity of the disease of sin has stolen anything beautiful in us, which I think is a lie. I, I, I think it's a lie. I agree with you. I'll preach that all day long. Yeah. We are good. If, if we're not, I don't understand what the point of all of this is. I don't understand the point of of going to church if it's just fire insurance. Right. God wants me to live abundantly. He wants me to live with an excess of of hope and joy and peace. So much peace that you won't get it. It says, you know, peace that passes understanding. And I never got that. I thought it was flowery and cute. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't get it until it happened. I'm like, what the crud is with all this peace right now? I, I don't get it. And I couldn't explain it. I went, all of a sudden, light bulb. Right. That's the peace that goes beyond understanding. And that's what he wants for me all of the time. Yeah. Every day. Sustaining day, peace. Day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, hmm, I love peace. I love peace and cares. I mean peace. <laughs> Sounds like you said I love peas. Sorry. I do enjoy peas. One time I went into my Aunt Vicky's garden and I ate all of the peas out of the entire garden. There were no more peas. I there were literally so few peas and I wanted more. I tried, well, if the pea pod is good, I wonder what the pea plant tastes like. No good. Not the same. No. Doesn't work that way. But yes, and isn't having that peace part of God changing us? To wrap it all back into yeah. The, yeah. what we were talking about first half. Yeah, from the inside out. Yeah. I think we can't have that peace unless God changes us and gives us that contentment and that we, we seek him for that. I, I never really had... I'm one of these guys who wants stuff that other people have. I get, mm. I get jealous of people's stuff. Yeah. And for a long time, I was jealous of the pastor who had the salvation story of like, uh, you know, I was on the bar stool and I fell off and hit my head. And when I woke up, I was, you know, there with Jesus and, you know, praise be. I wanted that story. And it's like, it's not what happens. I mean, that's just not the, no, the way that it works. And now I've got the great, you know, redemption story right so good on me and a lot of people in in recovery can point to a recovery birth date i don't have a birth date i have a general time when i know but i don't have a a birth date and 
I never had a life verse. So many people have a life verse. And it's like, there's so many good ones. I don't know how to pick. It's like, which is your favorite child? God gave me mine. I have mine now. Yeah. Mine is Romans 2, 12, or 12, 2. Do Back not come. Conf- Why are you all up in my Romans 12? Is that one yours? I have a tattooed on the side of my neck, Paul. Romans 12, 1. Romans 12, 1. So you're like continuing on. Yeah. From mine. That's hysterical. All right, let's 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 make this happen here. All right, hang on. So Romans twelve one. I therefore urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. I'm reading from NIV, mm-hmm. which I should know because that's you know one of our verses First for step. yeah. <laughs> and then it goes on. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. By the renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And that renewing of the mind means so much to me because it happened to me. And I think it's absolutely stinking brilliant that we're 12, 1, and 2. That's That's just so God. Yeah, that is just so God. If you don't believe in God, rewind this and just check us out. That's a fantastic thing. That is pretty fun. Yeah. So, Christina? I'm pretty sure we're at the end of the show. <laughs> we, we, we've been talking for a while. We're, we're about 32 minutes in here now. Um, and that's without our song. Uh, so, and she's going to sneeze. She's working on not sneezing. This is awesome. I don't have sneeze buttons. Oh, I kind of do. You can push that one and it mutes it. Uh-huh. Yeah, if you need to. Okay. Yeah. So, look at her. Everybody clap for Christina. Golf Woo-hoo! clap. Yeah, no, no sneeze. Uh, a few things just for uh, housekeeping to let the people know. Uh, it's been a year, and we've been doing this podcast for a year. And uh, podcasts aren't free. Uh, they're free for people to listen to. But for us to produce the podcast, it um, it has taken some some money to keep the website up and to do the hosting for the, uh, the shows and all those kind of things. It's just there's a cost incurred with doing all this kind of stuff. And if you appreciate the show and you like the show and you want to help out, we've got a way for you to do that. And it's called Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash mess it up and Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N, you can click on the button to help be a sponsor of the show, to be a patron of the arts. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can help support our show. Now, there's several hundred of you that listen to this show every week. So even if just half of the people were to give us a dollar, that would be a couple hundred dollars, which really helps out and covers those costs for hosting and all those kind of things. And for some of the cool things that we have lined up that we want to do. But there are are different levels of patronage patronage that you can give us uh, for support. So we thank our people who are already patrons and for you who uh, thought, what can I do for uh, these guys for their one year birthday? Uh, Consider um, being a patron for us and that would be really, really awesome. Uh, Different levels of patronage have different prizes that come with, or gifts, I guess, that come with them. We have window stickers, uh, we have some cool shop towels and uh, t-shirts. Uh, for the show. So check that out and let us know um, where you want to do that. And it's really, really super easy. We really appreciate the uh, the support. We also like to be social on the uh, the social media. And we are in a lot of different places now. We've got a, a Facebook account that we try to keep up on a little bit. And that is, uh, if you look for Mess It Up Podcast on, on Facebook, you'll find us there. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. 
We also have a, a podcast uh, on our website. You can go to the website messituppodcast.com and you can get the latest show there. Or you can go find us on iTunes, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, and on the TuneIn app. Uh, we're on all those platforms. When you go listen to the show, if you could go and just take a little bit of time and give us a rating and write a review for us, that really helps new listeners find the show. And it's been a great year with you guys, but we want to have uh, much more listenership in the new year because we feel like your messages that you'll be sending to us are better with a bigger audience. And, and we want as many people to hear that they're okay as possible. So please consider uh, rating us and giving us a review on those sites. Yeah. You can also send us emails if you want. Now, if you want to email me and say, hey, Paul, maybe you could let uh, wonderful Christina talk a little bit more, you'd send that email to bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. Oh, if you want to email me, it's bikerchick at messituppodcast.com. Did you notice she didn't have to think about what her email was? I, I had to think, what is my email? Now, some people like to just email the show. And uh, intern Dave gets the email at info at messituppodcast.com. We've also started a, uh, a subreddit on Reddit. So if you look for uh, Mess It Up on, uh, or Messed Up Ministries, Messed Up Ministries on uh, Reddit, uh, you can keep track of us there. And we talk about different things going on in the show. Uh, basically, we just have fun being out there and being with you people. Send us pictures. Send us your stories. If you've got a song that you want to hear, send them into the email. Uh, maybe a word of the week that you think would be cool. That would be great. But we're really looking forward to next week's show, uh, the anniversary show, and spending another year. This has been one of the most dynamic years of my life, Christina. And I really just want to thank That's you awesome. for being an awesome co-host. And the show would not be the same. You know, we've talked a lot about the show, like, oh, I can't make the show, I can't. And we've always come back to, the show is not the show without Christina and Paul. It's right. it's our show. It's not one host and one co-host, it's two co-hosts. We are, this is our show. Right. And so we'll never do a show without each other. Uh, so- Never say never. Well, the plan Rarely. is, we always do the shows together. Yeah. We make it happen. So uh, thank you, Christina, for taking time out of your life to do this. It's really been my, my, my best, year of podcasting ever so thanks we'll see you guys next time when we mess it up that's right pop pop for now thanks for checking out the mess it up podcast if you've got any questions or feedback please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends and we'll see you next time we mess it up. <laughs>